Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Hello guys, welcome to the new episode of Everyday Talkies. So, this is a change from the usual routine. We have now two guests in the podcast. My budget has increased. Though quality, I don't think so. Uh, moving on. So, I have bought back my cousin and my roommate as guests in the podcast. Now, they usually are regular guests in the podcast and you guys might have already known about that. But they also have very similar interests. So, that is why I relate to them the most. Yeah. So, we have Vivek as my cousin and we have Pushkar. So, why don't we start? There's too much of introduction now. You both have common interests. So, let's start with something unique which we have never discussed before. And, you know, we'll go one by one about your journey through them. The common interest between both of you is birds, which I have known. Why? See, I personally have no real interests in birds. Like, I like to listen to them. I can see pictures of them. But, you know, I don't have any fascination to go out looking for them or click their pictures. And how did you stumble upon that? Okay, I don't know where to start with birds. See, I think it would be better if we started with photography because... The whole reason I got into bird watching is because of photography. Like our family used to go on uh, trips every summer, right? So like every state we used to visit every uh, summer. And because of that, obviously. So because of that, like I used to take a lot of pictures ever since like Bachpan Simandab. And so it became a thing with me ki, like I liked the whole process of taking a picture, you know, like we used to have this chota camera back then. You know how digital cameras were like when they were just starting out, you know, those chota rectangular blocks of, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, silver cut, aise, like dabba lagta tha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I used to take pictures with those cameras and they have very limited capacity. So you had to be creative with them ki, like if you wanted uh either a close-up or if you wanted something from a different angle, you couldn't just like zoom in, zoom out, do this, do that. You had to like physically move everywhere and you know, do all kinds of weird shit. So because of that, I generally always liked photography as an activity. And from there, I think it just kind of grew. Like more trips I went on, the more, you know, different sites I saw, it was like, obviously when you see something that you find extraordinary or, or that you haven't seen generally you won't take a picture of it because of that i just became very interested in photography i started learning and i had a couple of friends in school and tuition me who were also like photographers so we used to hang out and the more we hung out the more we you know learned about photography together and because of this whole uh, photography nonsense i used to like uh, hound my parents to get me a good camera and after that happened I slowly, slowly, you know, got into birding because one of the main reasons was also when I was in 9th and 10th, 
I had this tuition teacher who was a bird watcher. Like I had two tuition teachers. They were both bird watchers, and they used to talk about it whenever they weren't teaching us. Because like, agar you know, free time hoga and all that, so they used to like talk about birds and different kinds of birds. They used to show us pictures and you know different aspects of. what a bird is like what a bird does how can you tell the male apart from female and what are the different sounds each bird makes and why they do it and you know these evolutionary changes that have led them to look this certain way i always found this interesting they also like took us out because we like photography so they used to whenever like chutti wagera ho they used to take us out somewhere and where i live you know it's basically like jungle uh, aspas so We we could just go anywhere and वहाँ पे जाके we would see all different kinds of birds and it became like a very nice hobby to cultivate for me. You go into the bushes, you try to like find different birds and you start documenting them. I actually had a blog with my friend from school about you know, the birds that we used to find around my house near my area and all that. And because of that, you know, we just became big bird watchers. After that, it just became like a general, normal part of my life. Ki what happens is, if you see enough birds and if you identify enough birds, it becomes like a normal thing. Ki like how you would see a person and you immediately recognize that person. It becomes kind of that thing. I would just walk around and I would see a bird that is out of the ordinary. I would always like point to it and I was like, "Ha, huh, this is this bird." So it became a very normal part of my life. which it still is now so i didn't know that you had a blog before i did it was like we had like three four posts about birds that we used to find in our area and as happens with every teenage blog it kind of just died out i think all of us have that sad blog story we'll get yeah. into that later but vivek why don't you take this ahead and how did you jump into photography and birds tell us about that i won't call myself a photographer yet because i'm only as good as my camera the case was the opposite with me i got a bit into photography because of bird watching we had moved to a new house and there was a lake in front of our house a lot of different kinds of birds used to frequent this particular neighborhood and like i said i didn't know that you could see so many birds in the city itself the common birds which i used to observe were sparrows and pigeons or crows that was the limited birds which i knew inhabited the city but after coming here i realized that there are different you know diversified kind of birds which actually are there in the city we humans haven't driven them out of the city yet so like i started seeing woodpeckers which i only read about in books from my vantage point they were very far away to you know get a good view of them i started using my camera and i started capturing them and then posting it on social media i used to observe like how they are you know foraging for food or building their nest or even courting their partner like most of the birds when they court their partner like they dance around them i never consciously realized that i am becoming a bird watcher it was only after someone pointed out to me and at the same time i like i started using the same camera for you know capturing night sky objects so like these two hobbies grew at the same time and i am glad that it happened so when you start doing it on a regular basis you develop an eye for it i even uh, started observing those same birds from my office windows i could see kingfisher and woodpecker sometimes or a cormorant is there so those birds were there but like they were limited in those areas so it is hard to spot them but like once you develop an eye for it it comes easier for you to spot those birds yeah i think it's it's something about movement you know you start to like uh, notice movement in the corner of your eye because what happens is usually birds are on like certain eye level ki uh, either they're completely on the ground which is very hard to spot or they're in the bushes which is like almost eye level or they're on the uh, you know wires or something which is the easiest probably to spot and the way they move because of the movements you sort of become attuned to the thinky like 
there's something moving in the corner of my head i might not know what exactly it is but it it is a bird you might not know which bird it is but it is some kind of a bird and so you just instinctually you know start noticing these things the more you uh, practice bird watching this is what happens and like when you start uh, watching the birds now you realize they have different characteristics to themselves like there's a bird called black cormorant which is it is an abundance in the city i would say compared to other birds and from what i have observed i think they can fly as high as a kite and or an eagle and at the same time they can dive deep into the water or uh, you know ca- capture their prey i never knew those things from books or by interacting with people then there are uh, green bee eaters which are very agile and when you watch them glide through the air when they dive and they take up the flight so th- those are uh, amazing things to watch like it's like watching a um, airplane or uh, taking a dive no i was just saying about green bee eaters ki like every bird kind of has its own i don't know what it is but it's like an evolutionary thing because if you come across any green bee eater uh, what it has a certain mo which is like when it lands on a branch so it stays on a branch looking for its bees basically to eat and whenever it uh, finds a bee it kind of takes a round in the here and comes back to the exact same spot to sit it does that like every like 10 15 times before it changes a spot which is like its a uh, signature move other birds it's different with them because some birds you know they'll constantly keep changing branches some birds won't change at all uh, owls and owlets they have this thing where they properly find that v shaped crevice so that and tree mate they always find a crevice for them and they stay incredibly still there so because of these things you can kind of distinguish between uh even similar looking birds sometimes ki like how do you distinguish between say a baya weaver a munia a robin and say an ashiprenia so because they all almost the same size and almost same colorish so you have to distinguish them based on their movement that kind of stuff you know damn that's fascinating i didn't know that there were so many variations or intricacies when spotting a bird i thought you just spot it you just search on google and that's it well apparently they have their mos so you are basically detectives for birds so let me ask you this question to both of you what was the craziest thing that you did to capture a bird photo let's start with vivek this time uh, so there's a tree which i can spot from my room window and where every evening a flock of cattle egrets they come and they rest over there so one evening i held a camera for about 30 minutes in the same position my hand started aching but i wanted to capture that cattle egret flapping its wings to take off from that tree so i think that is the craziest thing i have done maybe or maybe i also once uh, encountered a snake like there's a small nursery uh, like in front of my uh, house it's a government nursery where the plants and trees are grown for different government buildings so i went there one afternoon and couple of snakes you know were gliding past me like going back to the lake because they were agitated when i entered there kind of i was startled for a moment and i was not sure whether i should continue like spotting the birds and capturing it or whether i should go back but fortunately i did continue and i spotted a very big kingfisher unfortunately i was not able to capture it but i spotted like the largest kingfisher i have till date those two were quite crazy moments for me you know i should have asked you more extreme things what you did for uh, space photography like i have spent uh, maybe more than one and two hour together perfect for photos of jupiter and saturn i even got up uh, one night at 4 am in the morning because uh, like saturn jupiter and mars were visible on the same day there were literally bats flying past me so i could hear the bats noises and that was a quite an airy environment for me but i'm not sure whether that qualifies for an extreme moment or not but yeah no but yeah like your dedication to photography both with birds and space is Astounding. Now, Pushkar, you live in a very jungleous area. Tell us one of your craziest stories. Okay, so uh, this tuition store, uh, sir, I told you about, na, uh, with whom I used to go bird watching. Like we used to go bird watching. So once, I say it was a Sunday, and they took like the three of us. 
like me and my friends to this there's a fort near my city on that cliff because there are trees growing out of the cliff right and one of those trees has an eagle's nest and eagles are pretty rare to find just anywhere generally so we were like we want to like take pictures of the eagles and observe the nest so we were like let's go there we went all the way up to the fort wahape we went to the cliff and the nest was there the eagle wasn't there and basically the juvenile small baby eagle so that was there in the nest and we were like we couldn't get a picture and so what happened was like three of the people like one of the sirs and two of my friends they decided to stay wahape to observe the nest and the other uh, sir of mine and me we were like we'll go check it out niche se like it was his idea he was like we'll go down the cliff from a different route and we'll go check out the tree closer and we'll see if we can spot anything so we went down the cliff we go climb back up from the other side so i have my camera in my hand and he has his camera and then we reach the tree and so he gives me his camera so i'm holding two cameras in my hands and i can't do anything so i'm just staying there like standing there quietly and he's trying to climb the tree okay so he's trying to climb 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 suddenly from the nest the baby eagle jumps out and even like a baby eagle is as big enough you know it's as big as an a normal owl or something that thing jumps out of the uh, nest and it hadn't completely learned to fly yet so it just jumps and kind of uh, dashes towards me now i have two cameras in my hands which i cannot drop because that is like you know 2 lakhs ka equipment so now i'm like my hands are frozen my legs are frozen the eagle is coming right toward me and it just kind of glided and it hit my head and it just went past me and in that moment like i was legitimately like it was one of the scariest moments of my life because if an eagle attacks you it's going to scratch the flesh off your back and like our sirs had like to- told us about like owl attacks and eagle attacks so i was fearing for my life that is probably i think the craziest thing that's happened to me during bird watching Um, apparently both of you are like really daredevils fighting with snakes and eagles to capture photographs before we move on like i just like to know like what is uh, vivek what is your favorite bird it's hard to pick a favorite bird but i think i like cattle eagles a lot even though they can be scary uh, but i like them because when they move in the flock that's a beautiful sight i'll ask the same question to you which is the bird you like the most yeah uh, for me it's definitely the there's this bird called uh, the paradise flycatcher right? so the paradise flycatcher it's a very shy bird we always try hard to get pictures of it if we can get a picture of a paradise flycatcher it's you know it's considered a good day amongst bird watchers at least yeah it's like a small tiny bird white in color its body is completely white its head is black it has a nice crest and the distinguishing thing is it has a really long tail about like 3 or 4 times the size of its body and it's just like one or two long feathers just like you know going down and whenever it flies the feather kind of does this zigzag motion which it looks completely heavenly dude i've seen paradise flycatchers a few times in my life and honestly like after a while you just become mesmerized by its beauty you know just like looking at it dancing around the uh, landscape okay like uh, is that bird native to india or is it from papua guinea because i know like there are a lot of exotic birds which are found in papua new guinea no no the paradise flycatchers are pretty common in india you just have to go into like a pretty you know wooded area to find okay. them because they don't generally come out into the open but yeah okay. they're common enough if you go looking for them um, i guess now that we have removed the nature of anonymity in this episode i'll put both of your instagram handles in the description so that they can just reach out to your pages and see the amazing bird photographs that you take regularly apparently pushkar has rekindled that interest and has been posting numerous photos daily same with 
Vivek and Pushka. Like I've seen certain photographs that are absolutely amazing. And Vivek has this amazing thing that he posts a poem with the photograph, which is equally mesmerizing for me because I have never pegged him as a writer. Oh, he writes his own poems. Nice. So I'm gonna have to follow him now. So Vivek, why don't we just jump into that? Like, how did you start poem writing? Like, why is that something that you're inclined to? You know, I wrote my first poem back in class five, I think. That was a four or six line Hindi poem. So like, it started from there, but I never pursued that relentlessly. But lately, like, sometimes when I'm free, if something fascinates me, you know, I write some lines about that. Sometimes that turns into poem, and if I like it, I post it along with some photos on Instagram. Like, I try to put some witty captions with the photographs. It's just my attempt to, you know, get my hands at writing. It's actually interesting, like how we diverted into books and writing and all of that because. That is one of the more common interests that you share as well. I know we have done a few episodes. We have talked here and there about books, but just as a tradition, probably whenever you guys are here, we usually do a few book recommendations and things that you're currently reading. So, Pushkar, why did you go this time and tell us some new recommendations or something which you're reading right now or your attempts at writing? My attempts at writing. Let's just not talk about that because that's been on kind of a slow pedal right now. I haven't really been writing as much as I should. Anshul knows this. But congratulations for finally finishing first draft of your book. Yeah, I finished the first draft. Now I have to read my own crap, which is I think the worst part of writing a book. Yeah. Other than that, I think I haven't been reading a lot of new books lately. The last one that I finished is obviously Hitchhiker's Guide, which you guys know already. You guys have read it. Other than that, off the top of my head, did I recommend Kurt Vonnegut last time? Well, why don't you recommend it again? Fine, sure. Why not? Like any excuse to talk about him. Okay, so if you guys don't know who Kurt Vonnegut is, Kurt Vonnegut is basically he was an American writer from the 60s. First of all, his life is very interesting. He fought in World War Two. First of all, he's of German descent, and then he went to fight in World War Two, where he was a prisoner of war in Germany in, in a city in the city of Dresden. And you know, the Americans actually bombed Dresden uh, during World War Two, and it was one of the biggest. you know bombing campaigns that ever happened in the world he saw the destruction of that city firsthand he wrote about it in his letters when that he sent back home you know how the morning after the bombing he woke up uh, they were hiding underground and when they came to the surface they just saw you know streets lined with bodies and because they were prisoners of war they were the ones who had to like clean up the bodies and everything and that experience i think really shaped him as a person and after that when he generally like got into writing his view has always been of complete empathy like kurt vonnegut i think is one of the most empathetic writers that you'll find whenever you read his writing any of his writing you'll feel just like immense compassion and empathy and love towards just generally like everything the way he writes the way he talks about people the way he talks about war how horrible it is and the bluntness of his words ki like one of his most famous works is slaughterhouse five which is based on his experiences in dresden and also it's a sci-fi novel because of course sci-fi yeah so in that he talks about war in the first thing ki like how world war 2 they were basically sending children to fight a war not even fight a war they were sending children to die in a war and the way he writes it's just it makes you feel so horrible about everything that's happened and makes you you know feel that something like this should never happen again also kurt vonnegut he wrote about very absurd things you know in service of making a larger point so slaughterhouse five is like half of a sci-fi novel and half of a war novel it's very interesting and some of his other novels like breakfast of champions and mother night and galapagos are all novels where he talks about 
general issues of humanity that consume humanity as whole go read kurt vonnegut uh, he's one of the greatest writers ever for a reason and any book you pick up of his even his worst books are like some of the greatest things ever written that's a nice recommendation probably i'll pick up one of his books after i finish reading hitchhikers then why don't we jump into vivek now why don't you tell us your current journey with writing reading and some book recommendations oh uh, you know for a moment i forgot that i was actually recording this podcast i was thinking that maybe i'm listening to both of you conversing and the passion with which pushkaraj described that book it got me intrigued so i'm definitely going to read the book he has recommended and i also wanted to congratulate him on completing a book because that is a, a huge task i have a few failed attempts at starting a book so i know how difficult a task writing a book is thank you because yeah even i have had a few failed attempts at writing a book and this is like i think the first proper successful one so let's hope it pays off let's see yeah so like i completed a hitchhiker's three parts of hitchhiker's recently apart from reading about homo deus and elon musk i think i have actually uh, talked about all the books i have read lately on your podcast anshul but i can uh, like talk about the change of taste i have had in books lately earlier i was more of a fiction reader but i have migrated towards reading non fiction lately like i can name at least six personalities about whom i have read in the past two years maybe starting from elon musk to apj abdul kalam sudha murthy and uh, then uh, the founder of paypal and currently i'm reading a book by edward snowden where he talks about his own life so that is a very interesting because i find it fascinating that some of the people have accomplished so much more than what i have done so far and that gives you a sense of inspiration and you know maybe a drive to push yourself to achieve what you believe in reading this books gave me inspiration to you know check out rocket science and more of physics stuff so i've been watching a lot of videos on rocket science and physics because i have no educational knowledge about those things and are you like still writing some poems or is that on a pause for now that has been on a halt for i think maybe 6 months there has been some lack of inspiration lately but it it comes naturally when i push myself to write those poems now it doesn't come out that good but when it comes naturally and i don't know how but the flow which which the words are going it's much better than when i start you know pushing and or start start rhyming my words i think i spoil the meaning of the poem and it comes out something very stupid because the ones you see on instagram are the ones which are actually good i filter out all the bad ones and they are stored and locked in my phone if you read those poems you'll realize that i'm not much of a writer but sometimes like by you know luck something comes out good well we'll look forward to your writing more but are you planning on uh, like we heard about your failed attempts for writing a book so are you planning on starting something soon i think i'll i'll give a try at failing writing a book again yeah no because it's quite interesting like even if you fail the ideation and the discussion thing is itself beautiful and you never know it might just become a successful i'm actually planning on uh, starting with short stories because i think i won't be able to write a long book now so maybe i'll give a try to write a short witty 60 page or 70 page story for that i need to you know come up with an idea or a story which is actually inspiring or something different from the books which are there which might actually appeal to people and something they might be able to relate to because like there are a very popular books like by khalid hosseini which has been inspiring to a lot of people then tuesdays with mori which inspires people then there are a lot of indian figures which we are not aware of so if i come up with an idea which i believe might help people in general and in a very remote way humanity as well i might actually pursue the difficult task of writing a book you're right you should like definitely try short stories because even i wrote a couple of short stories which kind of gave me the confidence to write this thing that i'm writing right now and what i found is the more personal your writing is i think the more universal it becomes some of the even 
the smallest things that you feel or that you experience that might seem completely like personal to you and unique to you because of your circumstances or because of your cultural differences or something sometimes those things are the things that become the most universal like i watch a lot of foreign cinema right i watch a lot of like french movies and japanese movies and this and that but even in that i found that some of the best foreign movies some of the best japanese cinema is the cinema that is about just people being very personal with each other stories that are very personal to the creators that are like either autobiographical or they feel strongly about so maybe like think about that and something that helps me inspire to write is i guess listening to music music plays a big part in the book that i'm writing right now but even just generally i think listening to music is a good enough inspiration to kind of motivate yourself to write i don't know how much that helps but yeah no i was just saying that when you write a poem or you write a small book or you write a book people might look at it differently because of our own innate perceptions and preconditioned notions with which we read a book a different people read a book with different perspectives the same is the case with music so i've seen like you know when you are listening to your music that same song can mean i think millions of things to millions of different people because they are able to relate it in a different way that's true because right now i'm really like diving deep into 60s and 70s british rock bands and one of my favorite bands actually is the kinks the weird thing about the kinks is like they're not like the beatles or they're not like um, some of the other british bands like queen or something that they sing about bigger like psychedelic things or like worldly things the kinks have a very niche area of subject where they have entire albums on just like daily life on the british countryside they talk about school days they talk about having a cat stuff like that just like normal stuff they talk about strawberry jam and you know marmalade and going on picnics and stuff and i don't know what it is but something about them just talking about this everyday stuff in their songs kind of makes them so much more relatable to me you know the way they sing about it it's so personal to me because it shouldn't be right it should be they're singing about something that's completely different that probably hits the british people completely differently but even as someone who is here in india who is completely removed from the british population can really relate with whatever it is that singing about okay vivek why don't you tell us about what are the kind of music that you're listening to and what are the kind of music that inspires you like i don't have a particular taste in music but i like music which are generally slow just too loud i can't enjoy the music i want the rhythm or the melody to be slow paced at a continuous pace so that my synapses in my brain can actually you know rapid because if the music is too loud everything in my brain goes haywire and i can't focus on anything like i listen to all kinds of music i will listen to retro indian music by lata mangeshkar or i even try to listen to english songs some of my favorite songs are from 1960s only or like by simon and garfunkel or beatles queen they have created some you know the best pieces of music for me some of the songs like the sound of silence homeward bound there's one song by simon and garfunkel the dangling conversation it is more of a poem than a song i would say i can listen to the song on a loop for such a long time it's a very small song but in that particular small they capture so many emotions of human kind or human mind you know and if an old couple uh, listen to that song they would be able to relate it even a young couple would be able to relate it or even two friends which are sitting and having a conversation or you know they just by themselves they can relate to it like if we don't talk about ar rehman when you're talking about music i think that will be a bit of injustice because i've been listening to some of his songs lately and i would say that he is truly a master of music or uh, the symphonies and the melodies which he creates are quite distinct and that is very soothing to your ears yeah okay so since we're talking about writing and music i think like i cannot help but mention one of the greatest in uh, satyajit ray satyajit ray like he's one of the i think greatest people who ever lived and uh, his music if you can find it i think 
Spotify has a lot of his music. You know, he scored some of his own films. So some of the music that he's composed for like Charulata and Jalsagar and Teen Kanya. If you're in that mood, then you'll absolutely love that music because it just puts you in that kind of nostalgic old school Indian lifestyle vibe that you just feel like you're living that era. Of course, like when it comes to writing as well, Satyajit Ray has wrote some of the most amazing and interesting Indian literature. Everything from like the Feluda stories to YouTube short film. It was an adaptation of a sci-fi story that Satyajit Ray wrote. I forgot what it's called. Anukul or something like that. Another like connection between the kinks and Satyajit Ray. If you haven't seen the Darjeeling Limited by Wes Anderson, which is a great movie, but the soundtrack for Darjeeling Limited is composed entirely of songs by the kinks and Satyajit Ray's compositions. Uh, I read, I think, biography about him in my first year of college and I've been obsessed with him ever since because he was a writer, he was a filmmaker, one of the greatest filmmakers, he was a composer. He did so many amazing things. His impact was so worldwide and it absolutely frustrates me that movies in India today have kind of just completely forgot that Satyajit Ray was a thing. You cannot see his influence anywhere. Maybe a couple of like movies by some Bengali filmmakers, but other than that, it's just kind of non-existent. Uh, who was the director of 2001 A Space Odyssey? I can't recall his name. Kubrick. Kubrick, yeah. People used to compare Satyajit Ray to Kubrick because people say that the things he could do with the camera, no one else could. Like he could guide cameraman to capture images or videos, which no one else could do it. Satyajit Ray's filmmaking style was absolutely revolutionary. Like the way he moved his camera, the way he composed his shots. Like just in Charulata. Charulata, I was just watching it the other day. And Charulata, the first movie, have no dialogue at all. He was just following one person that's like Charu you're just following her throughout this one the interior of this house and you just see whatever she's doing to you know pass the time Satyajit Ray the way he films it he keeps it so engaging it's absolutely like a masterclass in film another he's uh, even he's a Bengali R.D. Burman I don't think there is a composer, there is nobody in the history of Indian music who can arrange songs as well as R.D. Burman could. Just the use of different instruments, everything from like a barrel drum to a santur to a reso reso, stuff like that, that he used in his songs. Like he revolutionized Indian music in a way that hasn't been replicated since. And another sci-fi connection I can make, which is, you know that song Aadhe Khezara from Rocky? So that song is the entire music of that song. It's actually a ripoff of this song called The Eve of the War, which is on an album called The War of the Worlds, which is uh, a musical rendition of H.G. Wells' book, The War of the Worlds. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think when we're on the topic of like uh, people of Bengali origin who revolutionized music industry in a way, I think we, we cannot leave out Rabindranath Tagore. Even though he lived a century ago, what he did was completely revolutionary for that particular time. He even went on to win Nobel Prize in literature. Uh, no, we also can't forget because he is the one who actually wrote Nastaner, which became Charulata. And it's okay. based on his life. And I actually used Nastaner in my book. There's a reference to that particular work. You know, at some point, we have to end this podcast. It is one legendary after another legendary. I understand you guys are both excited. We shall continue this on a later date. But yeah, it's actually amazing, you know, knowing these part of your lives, your stories about bird watching, photography and music. Three things which I am not at all attuned with, but something which I am gonna follow more passionately, given that some of my close people in my life are really into it. And it's actually quite fascinating more than that. So a good recommendation overall for me and for all the listeners. But thank you so much for being guests as always. Chalo, we'll then wrap up. Bye-bye. Thank you, Anshul, for having us. Bye-bye. Take care. And everybody, stay safe. Wash your hands. Yes.
thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.